All right, everybody. I'm just going to give it a couple more seconds for folks to come in. Um, we are getting situated here um, at our at our lovely um, studio, i.e. our living room, to get ready to have a very special night with a very special guest. So um, Ron is unavailable tonight. So, you know, everyone make sure he knows that you miss him very much or not, whatever. So I'm not going to have a lot of the bells and whistles that he usually runs. He usually runs an intro. He does the this or that and all of that. Um, but tonight we're going to keep it simple because, frankly, last night we were going to um, cancel the space. And then we decided, as I was talking about whether or not we were going to cancel the space, um, our very special guest spoke up and said, you should interview me. And I was like, that might be cool. So here we are. We're going to have a very special night interviewing a very special guest. So um, we're going to be sharing a device uh, because our very special guest is someone who I have had the honor and privilege of being a bonus mom to for the last 13 years. Um, her name, she goes by BZ out here in this public universe. She is a high honor roll student. She's 14. She plays basketball, soccer. She's a third degree black belt in Taekwondo and a world ranked Taekwondo athlete. She plays piano. She plays chess. She um, does her own hair every morning. I mean, she does, she does a lot of stuff. So I am going to be interviewing um the most special girl in the whole world, at least in our world tonight. And I hope you will join me in also um, coming up and asking her some questions. I'm going to ask everyone to keep it PG-13, um, which is probably why we shouldn't play this or that tonight, because that gets a little wily, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> not that she can't handle it. It's just that, you know, um, we're recording this, and uh, and I also don't want to have awkward conversations tonight. It'll just be, it'll be better that way. So, everyone, give it up for BZ Jordan. Brianna, welcome to Growth Mindset Moment. So, let's just start the whole thing off. Why don't I, I just told everyone a little bit about like what you're into? How do you usually introduce yourself in these types of settings? <laughs> Normally, I don't have to introduce myself to these types of settings. I think you nailed it pretty good. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was my plan. But you nailed out everything that I was going to say. So. so in general, if you were to talk a little bit about, you know, um, about what it means to, like, have parents like your dad and me, everyone probably wants to know, like, your dad's an endurance athlete, you know, and then I have, like, a law job that people think is like super important. It's whatever, right? Like, so do you think that that like applies a certain amount of pressure or do you find it motivating? Um, I don't have a lot of pressure from that. I think that it definitely gives me a standard of what I should become of myself, I guess. But it definitely motivates me a lot, especially when I can get like, when I can relate to dad about stuff, about, like, running and stuff like that, because sometimes I say that I'm not too good at running, and he's like, there's certain aspects that you could definitely get better at, 
and then having you for all the advice that I get for pretty much everything in my life, um, that helps a lot too. That helps me get through stuff that, that I can't figure out on my own. So, you know, many people in our audience know that you're a world-ranked athlete in Taekwondo, third-degree black belt. We just came off of a big tournament this past weekend where you um, competed in Dallas, Texas, a national tournament. Um, why don't you tell everyone how you did? Um, I did really good. We had, what, 70-plus competitors in my division, uh, which is a toughie. It's like the one right before the big one. And um, there was, so I am pretty tall in my division, but I was the shortest one in my ring. So that was interesting, definitely, because I'm used to being the big one um, on like the East Coast. But whew, I got third in the forms competition third in the combat sparring competition, and second in sparring, which I was really proud of because I was, again, I was one of the shorter ones. But um, it was a really great competition, and it showed me maybe what I have to work on or what I have to continue to work on to do well in Worlds. So your goal is to go compete in Worlds, so Worlds is in July, right? So... um. The goal is to what? What do you want to win? Uh, I mean, it would be great if I could win everything, but yeah. I mean... It'd be a world title, right? Yeah. I'd like to really win in sparring. I got third last year. My first year, which I'm the only one in the academy that placed their first year at Worlds, so I'd like to have that on my back, yeah. but um, <laughs> it'd be nice to have the red letter uniform, Yeah. so... Yeah, so whenever um, athletes in this uh, organization win world titles, they get a special uniform that has red letters that says world champion, and then whatever event they won world champion in gets put on the back. So that's really cool. So, you know, B, it's really funny because, you know, we talk about, you know, your dad's an endurance athlete, and, you know, I'm a hard charger, as we know. Um, Like, not all the time you feel particularly, this is growth mindset moment, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about growth mindset. You know, you're 14, and a lot of people, I think, underestimate kids' abilities to to embrace growth mindset or really what it even means to, like, be successful in a, in a way where you're self-motivated. So there are times where sometimes you just want to take a nap or you just want to game or something else. Like, what motivates you to put the work in to do well in school or to be the like you're an elite athlete like that's the bottom line like that's crazy to say out loud sometimes right do you ever just like wonder like what the hell but yeah like that right but like what motivates you to keep pushing to get better because when you necessarily when maybe you don't necessarily feel like it um i think the biggest thing might be just my friends um, and I know most of the time you're not supposed to do sports for your friends and stuff. You're supposed to do it for yourself. And I do everything for myself. Like, there are some kids at school that I'm like, I do not want to be like that. So I push myself to not, you know, act the way that they do, you know, think the way that they do. And I try. But one of my goals this year was to make high honors roll. And so far, I've matched that. And we're closing in on the third quarter. 
So I'm really proud of that this year while balancing all the other sports that I'm doing. Um, but, I mean, my main sport, my main focus in my life is obviously Taekwondo. And um, I don't know. I think it definitely my friends helped me a lot in that. Like, a part of it is making fun of me. Like, it's people are like, man, you shouldn't bully people. I agree. A little, a little teasing here and there. Good for the good for the mind. Yeah. I go on. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes my friends will tell me that's why you don't kick that high, and then I'm like, dang, well, I don't want to get made fun of anymore, so I'm gonna kick higher. So I just recently, I started drinking green smoothies, and it's already helped me a lot. I get a lot less headaches and stuff. Um, I don't have a very well diet, very good diet, which I should definitely improve on. It's another little thing I could improve on. But I just shoved myself full of junk food. But um, I've recently started stretching also. And you can tell people to stretch all you want, but it's not going to work. Coming from someone who hates to stretch, um, it helps my everyday life and it really helps my Taekwondo life. Um, I'm seeing uh, growth, which is awesome. And um, the only thing that motivates me for that is seeing growth. So if I didn't see growth, then I wouldn't really be very motivated. I think that's fair. I think a lot of us can relate with, you know, the, the struggle of what it means to not necessarily be motivated unless we see improvement or we see growth. I think that that's something that even adults can relate with, you know? Um, and I think that as parents, sometimes we push kids to do things and they don't understand why we push them to do it. And we try to say, well, it's because we want you to to grow and we want you to see improvement. But if you don't see that for yourself, then it's then there's not a lot of motivation. Would you say that that's pretty fair? Yep. Um. Now, you know, you, have, you used to have to remind me every day after school, I'll go and go stretch. And then I'd like give you crap about it. But now I, I do it all my, by myself. I get home. I do whatever homework I have, if any. And then I get my green drink. Oh, I get my green drink and then I go stretch. So now I definitely have more motivation to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that that's a great message for our audience, too. Um, I'm going to pause on my questions because we have a friend that came up to ask you a question. It's Mel. Mel. Yeah, so Mel came up to, to ask a question. Go ahead, Mel. Hey B, what's up? What's up? How are you? I'm would say I'm doing pretty amazing. I'm getting interviewed on a space right uh, now, sitting in my pajamas. I'd say I'm doing pretty good. I know, this is so cool. So I have a few questions because I just think you're a total badass and your confidence just amazes me. You know, you have the half pipe in the backyard, you've gone to the prestigious skateboard camps, and you're a gaming girl. Can you tell me how it is and how do you feel about breaking these boundaries of all of these sports and things that, you know, quote unquote, girls aren't supposed to do? Um, that's actually an amazing question. And it's a, it's a really tough, it's tough. I mean, you know, I'm 14 and I totally understand like girls aren't meant to do this or like I don't fit the mold of what a girl is supposed to do. Like, um, I actually, I recently just had an interaction right before I left for nationals at the airport. We were checking our bags and the 
like, what do you call them? The, the ticket agent. Yeah, the ticket agent. Um, we were just going through routine, checking bags, and she was like, what's, what's in the big tube? And I was in, my dad said, sports sticks. And she was like, oh, neat, what's that for? And he said, taekwondo. She does taekwondo. And she was like, oh, girls don't normally do that. Girls normally play softball and soccer. And I was like, well, I like to kick people. I don't know what to tell you. So, I mean, obviously that was more lighthearted, but obviously, Mel, I'm sure you experience in gaming, you know, we always get called interesting things, like some, th- some things the parents don't hear but that we get called, but obviously we can handle it, but there are some girls that can't, and um, I think that it's important that we push the stereotype to be broken because it's like it's ridiculous something that's been created from I mean how many years ago but like just it's the 21st century and uh I think that it's definitely a hard subject but we have to push through the stereotypes that was an awesome answer B I know. She's just genuinely, like, the coolest kid that I've ever met, and I mean it. (laughs) You rock on. Thank you for that question. You know, it's interesting. That interaction we had at the airport was fascinating because it was, you know, the lady was genuinely fascinated, like, a girl doing, like, a a, a martial art like she just sad and it, was, it was she was just like oh and Brielle's like well I'm not your typical girl like it was funny but you know we it's fascinating as well for to, we you know Amanda came up on stage and I'm gonna have her ask her question in a second but as many of you in the audience may or may not know and for those who may be listening to this podcast after the fact like Amanda, me, and and another individual back in the day created vaginas because we were concerned about misogyny and and bias for genders in the Web3 space. And I, I'm really proud to say that the night we created vaginas, Brielle was a big part of that conversation. B was a part of that conversation and actually encouraged us to use that name. Um, but also to that end, you know, it's not like we sit around every day talking about misogyny and feminism um, all day. Um, but opportunities to discuss it don't escape us because it's 2023. Not only am I experiencing it as a grown woman, but as a 14-year-old girl in eighth grade, she's experiencing it too. And raising her awareness about it happening, I think, allows her to recognize it and and fight back against it to break those stereotypes. What do you think, Brielle? Um, just one more thing on that, because I don't, I don't like to stay on this kind of stuff, but, I mean, I'm not worried about myself having to experience it. I mean, since I talk about this all the time, I'm supported at home. I have a great support system. It's about the kids that don't have a great support system. I mean, like, what are they gonna think to themselves or be like, I'm gonna continue the stereotype because I'm too scared to stand up to, like, the people who push this on me, but I'm not worried about myself. About the people who don't have a great support system at home. I'm so proud right now. Okay. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Is it okay that I'm crying a little? I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Welcome. Hi. Beezy. I have had 
the unique opportunity that maybe only a, one other person in this room has had, but to actually physically watch you in person compete. Um, it was one of the most amazing experiences as a woman to watch all these other really strong women just kicking ass, taking names and not and being completely unapologetic about it. And I I'm just I'm so unbelievably proud of you. And um, you are such an amazing young woman, and I can't wait to see you in July. I'm taking the whole week off. Thank you so much. That means watch. a lot to me, Amanda. Me having you there was just like, I, a total honor. It it was my honor, and I cannot wait. Like I told, I told Alyssa, I was like, I was like, Sissa. I said, I said to your Sissa, I said, I'm I'm taking the whole week off because I'm going to watch every of them. Yeah, we'll have to definitely hang out together all week. Hundred percent. We'll go to Red Robin. I'll take you to Dairy Queen. It'll be great. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows that I love Dairy Queen. Yes, I will take you to Dairy Queen. Um, so at some point in time, I'm going to ask a serious question, but because vaginas was brought up and you were such an instrumental part, I'm going to throw a little, I'm going to go a little throwback to, to vaginas for a second and ask my all time favorite question. Who's your favorite Muppet? You look at me like she doesn't even know who the Muppets are, Amanda. Like the, like the show? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Maybe like a Sesame Street Muppet or okay. like... Yeah. The Cookie Any Monster. Muppet. That's a go. good one. I love my cookies. A little Oreo action. Okay. And so my, my real question mm-hmm. for you now. Be, because it is so hard, right? Because it's quote-unquote not a girl's mm-hmm. sport and quote-unquote not what girls should be doing and because you do have the support system you do it, what do you do to help encourage the girls that you know don't have the support system um sometimes I don't get to talk to them because I mean they don't speak up about it which I mean I don't blame them it's a scary thing to talk about but um I just try and let them know that they're powerful and they're strong and um, especially with vaginas like you guys came up and you obviously pushed for feminism a lot but um, I think it's just important to know that you're loved and you're um, you're strong you're powerful and you can do the exact same things that men can do not saying that you know we're weaker than men and we have to like remind ourselves that we're not weaker than men but um I think that sometimes even at my school um just they always think that they're funny for making misogynistic jokes and it's just not funny so sometimes you have to like just go with it and be like I don't understand I guess I'm just a dumb girl and we actually me and sis I had that talk in the car today um just a couple of struggles that have been happening at school that I'm not really going to get into but uh definitely make me frustrated but it's okay um what's well, not okay and that's why we're pushing for this but uh yeah I just say to you know even at taekwondo I think a big thing is hold your own and go spar the boys and beat them I mean I do that every day every Thursday you can catch me 
beating up the boys. So, I think it's just important to uh, let them know that they're powerful. Tell them to stand up for themselves. Yeah, I think that there's something to be said for being an example. Um, I know that, you know, you've never really had to experience bullying necessarily because you've only you've always kind of established yourself as someone that's um pardon my french but unfuckwithable um we cuss in our house brielle doesn't but we do and she thinks it's actually kind of hysterical most of the time honestly but um <laughs> she's over here laughing but you know you know you establish that so what do you think what do you think is you know, you go to middle school and you see things from a different perspective than I think a lot of us do because we're all here parenting or being adults in this like web three world for the most part here in Twitter spaces anyway. You know, what do you think is a piece of advice you would give to parents about how to empower kids to make better choices? Like what's something from your perspective that you think is really helpful or even like an approach that parents can take to empower their their kids to help make better choices or just to stand up for themselves i think that's difficult and um i won't shame you for a parent because that's a difficult job that i can't relate to um but i'd say that you should only restrict your kids if they give you a reason not to trust them and i think that strict parents create sneaky kids and i see that all the time at my school um some of my friends have really strict parents and they're pretty sneaky i'd say but i definitely say that strict parents create sneaky kids so you should just proceed with caution in the way that you think might be the right way to punish them it may not be the right way and you might be creating a bigger problem for later. So oh, that's very fair. I just want to point out you guys is so nervous right now. <laughs> she, she's like <laughs> I try not to run out of breath, but I keep having to like and I just want to point out she wanted to do this. By the way, this was totally her idea. So kind of gasp for a know you're doing great. You're doing great. You're like a wildly impressive and articulate young person. Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of the way you're answering some of these really tough questions. So if anybody else has a question for B, you can come on up, you can ask your question. She's, she's pretty open. I know that she's met, um, a few of you that are in the space right now, but, um, yeah, if you have something that you'd like to ask, she's definitely open to it. Um, what, the, there's something, what, what, is there something you want to say? Go ahead. Yeah. So actually one of my favorite little kids that I have that I happen to teach, um, she came to me. Uh, like a couple months ago, I'd say, and she told me that she was being bullied at school. And she said that one of the boys in her school was bullying her. And so she changed her hair for him. And I think that was like a really big thing. And I was like, wow, like, that's crazy. That's being taught. And um, so I told her that you, you shouldn't have to change yourself for anyone. And um, if you think that you have to change yourself or someone people should just change the way that they see um and I don't really think it matters what you look like it matters what's on the inside that counts which is a cheesy little saying but I think it's very true and it's it's just 
ridiculous. I mean, she's nine years old, and mm-hmm. she's already experiencing this, which is crazy. But I just reminded her that she should hold her own, and she's strong. So, Brielle, you pointed out something really interesting that I think that our audience probably doesn't know is that you became what is called a legacy student a while ago in Taekwondo. And being a legacy student means that you are an instructor and you are on a path to be a senior instructor at some day where you could have your own Taekwondo Academy if you wanted to. What is what are a few things that you would tell parents or that you've told like your your teacher friends who are parents or whatever what are a few reasons why you think martial arts are really good for kids to get into like how has martial arts helped you in other areas of your life um and why would you recommend martial arts to a parent for their kid um that's a good question um i think that it helps you um, it gives you an outlet, I know, to obviously learn how to defend yourself, which is the biggest plus. And some people will say, I'm not afraid of you because you do Taekwondo. I mean, whatever, maybe you should be. Catch a sidekick to the ribs, tell me how you feel after that, you know? I mean, that's going to hurt. <laughs> but um, I think that Taekwondo has given me some of the most amazing friends I could ever ask for. Like... One of my best friends there. I mean, I I couldn't imagine life without him. Like, he is an amazing friend. He helps me train, you know, do all that. And um, I have had a couple experiences where parents have came up to me and told me that their child is maybe disabled or has a hearing problem and people don't get through to them at all. And um, I did, you know. Um, Also, I started Taekwondo in 2016 uh i think my seven year anniversary Mm -hmm. yeah seven year anniversary is coming up in november so started sometime in november when i was seven and now i'm 14 so it's definitely been a wild adventure lots of um lots of up lots of downs but i think it's pretty good maybe not for a first sport for your kid but definitely you know a sport along the way because I mean, I just was watching a show um, on Netflix, and I think that I actually would use the paper towel rolls and mimic the stuff on the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would just find random circular objects, and I mimic the bow staff, and now it's my favorite weapon to use, and I use it for anything that I can, and um, it's created an amazing, amazing environment for me. So just so everybody has context to the sticks that we were traveling with was were bow staffs. That's what the weapon was. We couldn't say a bow staff because it's not a real weapon bow staff. Um, it's a pine stick version of a bow staff. It looks really cool, but it's not really necessarily as dangerous as a normal bow staff. So just uh, that's what she means by bow staff, if anyone has that. Um, again, if anyone has any questions for B, you're welcome to come up. Um we're going to, I'm going to ask her a couple more questions and then we'll kind of move on from there. Um, by the way, if you're in the room right now, I did not create a POAP for tonight. 
I will likely create one for after the fact. It's been a little bit busy. So if you shoot me a, D a DM, if you're into POAPs and you want the POAP for tonight, because don't forget we're using our POAPs uh, for a drawing at the end of our little season here. Shoot me a DM and just let me know that you were here and tell me something that you learned from B that you um, appreciated and I'll send you a POAP after the fact, okay? So if you're listening to this, that's your prompt. That's what you could do to get a POAP. Um, so B, being, we've talked about being a girl, being an athlete, being a gamer, you know, your favorite Muppet. Um, <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing about your dad? Mm, I don't know. He provides me every day with an after school snack. <laughs> sure does. But, uh, another thing he gives me is he helps me study for all my hard tests. Um, he his his words I think will always mean something to me, and he's a really great dad. He reassures me all the time that I am like crazy good at Taekwondo. He loves to remind me of that, and um, it really helps having that strong role model in your life. Um, being able to tell you, like, like you're better than everyone here, you know. But which which sometimes can be egotistical, but sure. you know, I mean. As long as you're humble about it and you have the mindset, it definitely helps just taking a deep breath before a match and saying, I'm better than this person and I can beat them. Yeah. So, you know, that's interesting that you brought that up and, and I'd love to, ex I'd like to explore this with you. And then I have a skateboarding question for, for you from someone in the audience that I, that I have to ask. Um, you know, there's a fine line, I think, a lot of the times between confidence and, and ego. And, you know, I remember times where when you lose, it was like really hard for you to process. And I'm not saying losing still feels nice, but guess what? Like in life, reality gives us losses sometimes. And with losses, there are usually lessons. And I think we've tried to reinforce that for you. But, you know, you went from being someone who sucked at losing to someone who has figured that out? Like what, what helped you kind of get through that? What helped you kind of look at losses in a different way so that you can, you know, use it to find success later? Hmm. I want it right here. Okay. It's okay. Um, um, I don't know. Um, I think that getting told every time that I'm being overdramatic <laughs> that it's really not that deep definitely helps um <laughs> this um but i mean i still have my moments like obviously i'm not perfect do you think, but do you think that losing now pushes you to work harder i'd say definitely now that i'm older i don't like to lose and my teacher my favorite teacher ever has told me that i'm a horrible loser but she wasn't mean about it or anything. She was just like, you are not good at losing. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but like getting told that by your favorite people definitely is like, wow, maybe I should work on that, you know? So yeah. I work on it and I try and let it push me. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I try and make up excuses for myself. And it's just, you know, it, it was because I wasn't 
you know, working my best that day, but then that helped me to train for, like, all the certain circumstances that might happen that day, so it does, I can't let myself create any more excuses because I've trained for everything possible. Right. So, so it's, it's a lot about what we talk about. You can either learn the which way. The hard way. Or the the easy way right no exactly that's it like it's learning the hard way sometimes so I think sometimes adults struggle with that you know sometimes some adults I personally like to only learn <laughs> <how> to <laughs> like I, I, it, I think that's fair and I think that that happens um okay let me see here we had a skateboarding question and I gotta figure out where it came from it might be in my dms um um so did you land a 360 yet um, I have definitely attempted and gotten close, but I I haven't stuck one, but I've definitely gone for the 360, like, in like, I would say that I could do it if I applied myself a little bit harder. Yeah, so Brielle is also a skateboarder, so you know, so we have a half pipe in the backyard. She's been to Camp Woodward. Um, it's definitely more of a hobby now, uh, than anything, but, um, the, you know, I... Brandon's asking, how long did you practice before landing it, before you, before you got it? And what did it feel like when you like got close or like hit it for the first time? Okay. Um, I am going to talk about the kickflip because that's the monumental, you know, every beginner wants to learn the kickflip. I mean, that's what gets people, you know, they want to skateboard, but oh my, you know, um, Tony Hawk, he's got a whole thing about he drives past people and he yells, do a kickflip. And then, like, everyone's like, oh, maybe I should yell that because that's funny. So <laughs> that's a thing now. So people will walk around and you yell. You yelled that at skateboards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, know. I just want to be there. Uh, I know, but it's a thing now. I mean, whatever. So I wanted to be able to be yelled at to do a kickflip and land a kickflip, which I got to experience and it was amazing. But I think that it's it sucks it's horrible it feels like you're not making any progress but you are and um it's definitely not going to feel like it but i promise you you are learning from your mistakes and um it took me a year to learn how to kickflip don't get discouraged by all these fast progressors um i'm i was definitely not a fast progressor with skateboarding and um it takes a long time but i would say that uh, like, every attempt, you should probably be recording, um, so you can look back on it and see, like, what could I have fixed, you know, I, I do, I do that with Taekwondo all the time, um, I record my form, be like, what could I have fixed, so it, it definitely helps to see what you're doing, and then fix it, and then you'll find you become a lot closer to the trick, and once you finally land it, it's like, wow, all those hours finally paid off. So one last question for me, and this will be last chance for anyone. And I have one this or that question for the audience that was actually brought up uh, privately to me that we have to ask. And I'm going to ask Brielle and then I'll ask everyone else what they think too. But if you have any questions for B or you want to you wanna just get her insight on anything, this is your time. Um, so, you know, give me your opinion um, give me your opinion on parents forcing their kids to do activities that they don't want to do. Um, 
I think you're gonna burn your kid out. Oh, okay. Um, um, after Taekwondo, I, I'm not, I wasn't forced at all. Right. I just want to make that very apparent. I wasn't forced to do Taekwondo. I have been given a great little family community where I could have quit if I wanted to. It obviously wouldn't have been the best decision. You know, we wouldn't have been happy about it, but I would have been able to. But um, I went through a, a really dark spot with Taekwondo where I hated it. Um, right after Worlds, actually, and um, she was like, Sissa just told me, like, like, do you really want to quit, or are you just going through a rough patch? Um, so I think, like, I was really burnt out because I had gone so hard, and, you know, it was just, it was a wild couple months. But <laughs> I know a couple friends, I know one friend at school, and her parents are really strict on her. They made her go vegan. They make her work out every day after school. And I told her that I think that she's going to get burnt out by high school. I mean, that's, like, not going to be good. So Mm -hmm. I think that also, like I said earlier, you should proceed with caution. That's not going to make your kid like this sport. And if you think it is, then you're wrong. It's it's not going to make them like this sport anymore by forcing them to be around it. Amanda, what's up? So I think you asked an important question of of B, but I'm going to ask an important question of her okay. right now as well. What is your favorite thing about oh, this? Oh, oh, <laughs> I can't pick. I think that my favorite thing about her is she, like she doesn't let stuff slide. Like she will speak up for what she thinks is right. And I think that's something that we all could get a little better at. And I think Sissa does a really great job at that. And um, she steps up to whatever job she's given to, and she exceeds at it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know that she recently just started playing a new game, and she <laughs> has been working so hard at it. And every time she loses against the boss, she just she takes a little break, a little breather, gets right back to it, and she'll beat it. Our is that that yeah, Harry Potter game? Yes, I think her work, <laughs> work ethic is just very admirable. I'm glad my work, work ethic transcends beyond Hogwarts Legacy and into the real life, too. We have a question from Kowski. Kowski, welcome up. Um, B, is at your disposal? What would you like to ask her? Hey, what up? So I am recently a girl dad. What do you think dads should know? Mm, I think that dads should... Um, my dad, it, you should talk to my dad if you want to know because he has you know I think I think it's very important for girls to have like some sort of male role model in their life um I think that a positive one would be better than a negative one (laughs) but um I think something that you should know and advocate for is that you're like take any event that could happen to a girl and think about it happening to your daughter and I think that that could fix your mindset on certain things um like obviously I think we're all thinking the same thing when I say certain things but um like like putting me being put in danger or do you mean being discriminated against like what type of thing I think all of that like just yeah misogyny patriarchy all that stuff like i think it's important for you to advocate to your daughter that she's important she's strong and she should 
I don't know, she should believe that she's strong and believe in herself about that stuff. And that she's no Do you recommend the martial arts? <laughs> I mean if if you if you wanna put her in that, I would <laughs> I'm here in Grove City. Send her over, I'll be here. She's only she's only three <laughs> months old so far, but I think I mean whatever training we can get her now, oh, ramp her uh, up. I'm gonna get her ready. Oh no, yeah, definitely enlist some UFC fights in her. <laughs> you know, I think that um I think one thing that Brielle and I talked about today that she's always appreciated is we've never given we've never presented to her that something is is only for boys or only for girls. If she said that she's wanted to do it, we facilitated it and and given her every opportunity to be successful at it. Um, so would you agree, Brielle? Would you would you say that that's fair? Definitely. And would you say that like? girl dads specifically are really important to promoting that would you think that like dads especially if you're um a boy dad i think you also have a very important role i any gender dad you are you have such an important role to not teach your kids to um, disrespect men or women i mean men can as easily be disrespected as women and i think that gets confused a lot and we kind of just forget about the struggles that men go through also but I think more commonly you definitely see women being discriminated against more and it's just very important that we don't pass on those ideologies okay girl Mel what's up hey I just wanted to know I you said so much really great and amazing things tonight but as I approach a male dominated sport with my four-year-old daughter is there any advice you'd give to me as a mother to help her through some of these triumphs and struggles like the things that really stuck out to you that helped you um i would i hope that this doesn't happen but in the event that it does and she comes home and tells you like what what sport is she playing hockey hockey oh that's a fun one so Um, I think in the event that she does come home and tell you, like, Mom, like, practice wasn't very good today, you know, the boys, they were making fun of me and stuff, um, I think that it's important not to, this is gonna sound really mean, and I, and I'm really, I don't want it to be mean, but it's important not to insert yourself in the issue, Mm -hmm. because that will, it will only make the issue worse, and, um, they'll be like, oh, you had to go cry to your mom about it, like, it it happens all the time and it shouldn't, but I think that again it's just important to let her know that like one day you're gonna become better than them and maybe you won't. Maybe you'll come just best friends with them and you'll be able to do iron on iron or iron sharpens iron. And um yeah, it's just important to let her know that she's strong and she can be even better or e as good or even better than them. So you yeah. don't think parents should always jump in and yeah. and solve it only makes the problem kids? worse it only makes it worse so what do you think that is important for parents to do instead of jumping in and trying to solve the problem uh, i don't think that you should speak through your kid but i think that it's definitely important to guide your kid in um navigating their way through the issue um i think that you can Give them some things to say that Mm -hmm. might, you know, change the boy's mind or the girl's mind, you know, just whatever's going on in that problem. I think that you should 
tell your kids to like blah 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 for that situation or like if this happens then blah 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 blah. but um, do you think practicing those situations at home is helpful no well no no not like i mean talking about it like if this happens oh yeah like like being open about it i think that's a big thing i think that um sometimes we kids um i don't know about adults i think you guys are a little bit more open about things but in the event that you guys are also not um i know that teens we like to keep it in and i know i'm a very stubborn person and i like to just figure it out by myself and i don't like people telling me what to do um which i'm surprised i've gotten this far with being so stubborn but um <laughs> but yeah um forgot what i was talking about that's okay that happens but yeah just so when do you think a parent should intervene in a situation where i think whenever it gets physical or if it becomes every single day they're saying something to your kid every day your kid's coming home you know exhausted from practice from hearing these people nag at them all practice i think that's when you're like you go to the coach but or the kid's parents but like i don't think you should ever talk to the kid that's bullying your kid yeah yeah that can get that can get awkward that can get very awkward (laughs) but i it's an important to know when to insert yourself and i think that's a good spot so would you say it's fair to say that when it becomes a safety issue like mental health physical health safety issues when there should be intervention yes but to but to empower your kids to help them solve their own problems would probably be more important and it creates a, a stronger kid for the real world like you're not going to have someone to hold your hand all the time and problem solving is a very important skill to learn at a young age so is ordering things from a hotel front desk Bobby. <laughs> I really want to go there <laughs> I struggle with that <laughs> four four thousand eight hundred twenty two no wait four eighty two uh that's a little fun story yeah can we get some towels Oh, well, you know what? So um, this or that tonight is going to be pretty short and there's not going to be a fun little intro. I will say, make sure you check out um, G is for Greats Mindfulness Moment on Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Lisa Marzelli's um, Minds, mine, um, her um, med- brief meditation is not happening tomorrow at 8 a.m. So just keep that in mind. We have Jumpstart Janie in the audience. Please follow her. She has a great um, show through Rug Radio, um, an incredible voice and a talent and just an upright, crazy, awesome human being. Um, also, she happens to be Korean and loves, you know, that my kid here does Taekwondo. So that's super exciting. Um, uh, outside of that, the big, the this or that question of the day. By the way. Wait, this is very important. Mel- like, you guys, we need more help on the stage here for this one. So, I promise it's worth it. So, um. There's a pronunciation of a word that most parent, a lot of parents whose kids compete in sports um, have all the time. I know what you're going to ask. Good. So, Brielle, tell everyone definitively, is it tournament or tournament? It's tournament. And then anybody that says tournament, hey, are you going to the tournament this weekend? You guys are silly, man. <laughs> I'll have to have a little word with you. We might have to sit down over some Dairy Queen. You know, I can it is 100% tournament, and I will stand oh. on this hill oh, Am I going to have to beat you in a 1v1 in Fortnite for this? 
Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I've been practicing. 100% tournament. Tournament? Oh, my land. I am here. I am here for the tournament. Thank you very much. Oh, Kevin's here for the tournament. All right, Kevin. Excuse me. I would like to weigh in as a former English major. Okay. <laughs> Holly? Wait, tournament as opposed tournament. to the other one. So do you say tournament or tournament? Are you it's not me? the Tour de France. It's the Tour de France. Mm. Fair. I, I, I have never heard anyone in my life say tournament. You're hearing it right now. Me either, Brett. You just heard three, three of us. Up, four of us say <laughs> until Until this space, and we've had this conversation before, Alyssa. Yeah, I, I know, but this is, this is Brielle's time to shine, and I feel like as the only person who competes in them in the space right now that she is a a greater authority and you know that's that's just you know how it goes we have a b lopez coming up brian lopez welcome to the stage so is it a goo or a go oh god from friends gary originally owned do you say goo or do you say go or do you not care i don't even know what you're talking about so i don't care yeah um, I don't love that anyway. You know, Brielle does not love that anyway, guys. Sorry. She she doesn't care, but, you know. Tournament. But my English is no good, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what? I'm a big advocate for all these other things, but I'm a big advocate for tournament as well. So. Got it. <laughs> I'll add She's getting that last word. Listen, <laughs> I just got a text message from this is my crypto yes. name. And he wants to know how you pronounce, <laughs> <laughs> pronounce, <laughs> but he's with us. So something you would wrap around uh, your leg if you had an open wound. Band-Aid. What is that? No, you don't a, tourniquet. a tourniquet. Tourniquet. I don't even yep. know what that is. That's a. It's like the thing that they cut off the circulation. That's a tourniquet. Yeah. And it's just I, like a band-aid. It's not spelled. I what once a attended a tourniquet tournament. This is very confusing. And I think at this point we've digressed. And um, I want to thank Brielle um, for coming on tonight. Um, she was really nervous. She was like shivering the whole time. So I'm really proud of her for putting herself out there and talking to a room full of people who came to learn more about you on top of that. This will be recorded. This is recorded and we will share this as a part of the podcast. Um, our favorite, A Bug Travels Far, just came into the room, though. I just want you to know. So your favorite, Doreen. So I know you love Doreen. We all love Doreen. Um, but I want to thank you so much for being open to this conversation and letting me interview you. So I appreciate you for that. I also appreciate you being open to answering the questions of some of our friends. Um, and thank everyone for listening. Again, if you want a Poe app for tonight, I don't have one prepared right now, but I plan to make some. Uh, so because of the giveaway that Ron's doing. So if you would like a Poe app and you're into Poe apps, DM me. And let me know something uh, you learned from B tonight. And uh, I will, when I distribute POAP links, I will make sure you get one. But uh, thanks everyone for coming tonight. Ron, I'm sorry I suck at the Roadcaster. Uh, I love you. And uh, we will talk to you all next week at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a great night.